Hello and welcome back to the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stishon, and once again I'm bringing you one of the scariest, creepiest, and most skin-crawling tales of terror that the Golden Age of Radio had to offer. This week's story takes the vanishing hitchhiker trope one step further as we add a mysterious house and a pair of runaway murderers to the mix. Today, the cast of Christine McNeil and myself reincarnate Summer Goodbye from Quiet Please, which originally aired on January 23rd, 1949. So turn off the lights, gather round, and remember, these tales scared your grandpappy first, and enjoy the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. The last stoplight, the last traffic light, is where Sepulveda Boulevard crosses Ventura at Sherman Oaks. And the next one's nearly 40 miles northwest of Camarillo, so we felt pretty sure there'd be nothing to stop us for a long time. And even though they weren't very far behind us then, I knew most of the side roads. I wasn't sure if they did. I thought of the road that branches off the Hidden Valley Road, that goes the other way from Lake Sherwood. And I thought of the East Potterero Road, that goes down to Coast Road, that finally leads over to the sand dunes. I was afraid they might know that way. And then I remembered Las Virginias Canyon. I remembered the little house way up under the hills, the place we used to call Shangri-La. And I was sure they wouldn't know that place. You need a place to hide out in, when the back of your car is loaded down with two satchels full of money that used to belong to somebody else. And there's bright, fresh blood on the handle of one of them. The last days of summer in California. The time when you know it's summer goodbye. When the rains are sweeping down from the northwest where they've been gathering up over the Juan de Fuca. Drenching the forests in the north, turning to snow over the high Sierras. Drifting southward to kiss summer goodbye and turn the long brown hills into green pastures. When the little brooks would fill up and overflow their banks... The sleepy Los Angeles River would come to life again, down in the valley, and roads would disappear in the mud. The last days of summer. And I knew if we could hide away somewhere till the rains came, they'd be hard put to follow us. Maybe there'd come a day when we could pull out again, and that money that used to be someone else's would be ours. Madeline's and mine. And not in California, either. Raining up the ridge rock, Noel. We'll get it almost any day now. It certainly doesn't look like it now, does it? Ha! <laughs> you can't tell in California. Sooner the better. That's right. The way it's been all summer. We get up in the canyon there. You know, I'm afraid of fire. Ah, uh, we've had no fires all summer. <laughs> it only takes one. Turn around. See if you can see anybody. No? Nobody. Think they got tied up in the traffic back there at Van Noyes Boulevard? Yeah, I hope so. (sighs) Me too. Keep a sharp eye out for motorcycle cops, too. (laughs) Big joke! If we got stopped for speeding. Mmm, I feel sorry for anybody that tries it. Me too. I wonder what about that one was carrying the satchel? Nothing to wonder about. I guess not. I got my hands all dirty from that satchel, too. You can wash up when we get there. 
Hope there's nobody up there. So do I. Be too bad if there is. Noel, do you think you can get out of it if it starts to rain? Hope so. That road will probably go all to pieces. All the better for us. Well, I wouldn't want to get stuck. We won't, we won't. Take another look back. Nobody yet. Well, I think we're getting away from him then. If you don't get stuck behind a truck or something. Ah, what? These California drivers. Be careful! You're doing 75! How much farther? Where we turn off, I mean. Oh, four, five, six miles. Maybe more. That's the road over there. It's a Canuga Park. Listen, Noel. Sirens. I hear them. Long ways off, though. Hang on. Hope we don't blow a tire. Fat chance. <laughs> what? The hitchhiker. Did you see him? Blue denim pants, khaki oh. shirt. <laughs> Take the next car, mister. <laughs> yeah. You're going awful fast, Noel. Well, so are the boys behind us. Noel? What do we do if they catch up with us? They won't catch up with us. But what if they do? Well, if they grab us, they'll top us. Top us? What do you mean? Put us up on a platform with a rope around our necks, honey. Pull the platform out from under us. Hang us? Well, that's what they do to people that murder other people, honey. But I didn't murder anybody, Noel. You were with me when I did. Well, yes, And but you didn't I... try to stop me. You grabbed the satchel he was carrying. My hands... I didn't have a chance to wash them. I wish... I... Wish what? Another hitchhiker. Yeah. Looks just like the one we passed. You wish what? What? You wish what? I wish we hadn't done it. You want to keep living in that shack down on Temple Street? I wish we hadn't killed him. We had to. Now forget about it. I can't forget it, Noel. I think they're getting closer. Can you see him? There's... There's too many curves in the road. All right, well, we'll be at Brent's Junction in a minute. Then we'll turn off. Well, what if they follow us? I don't think they will if they don't see us turn. They'll go right up Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> and if they stop and ask somebody? Well, if they follow us. Is that gun loaded? You only fired one shot. Well, see that the safety's off. You're really gonna, gu gonna fight it out? Well, there's nothing else to do, honey. We're dead pigeons anyway. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. To die. We won't die, baby. Die with the summertime. We won't die. Look, there's the turnoff. They're closer too, Noel. Hang on, hang on. Here we go. Out of the way there, Mac. God, these hitchhikers. The wood's full of them. Poor fella. Well, listen. If you're going to feel sorry for anybody, feel sorry for us. I know, but they all look... They all look alike. Blue denim pants, khaki shirts. Noel? What? I was just thinking... Suppose they stop and ask one of those hitchhikers. Nah, they won't, they won't. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Talk to that fella for a minute. Hand me that pistol. Noel! Shut up. Are you Stick gonna- Stick your head out and yell at him. Yell what? Ask him to come here. <laughs> he thinks we're gonna pick him up. Noel. Do- what I tell you. Well, where is he? Uh, back up a little ways. I don't see him, Noel. Well, he was right here. 
He was standing right by that live oak tree. Well, he's gone. Uh, he can't j- Listen. Noel, we can't wait. But if he- Go on, they're right behind us. We made it around the corner of Brent's Junction. As we passed the big yellow sign, no smoking or fires beyond this point, we heard the sirens of police cars screaming their way up Ventura Boulevard, away from us. Yeah, we breathed a long sigh of relief, slowed down at last to a respectable 30 miles an hour in the dust among the sunflowers. Down the winding road, past the alfalfa fields and the side road that leads down to the creek, down the winding road, past the steep little path that leads up to Las Virginia's schoolhouse. Sedately on past the barn where the dog comes out and bites at your tires. Down the winding road, under the trees, to the clump of eucalyptus at the corner of Clarence Brown's ranch. Then a sharp turn, left, past the high wire fence, to the clump of scrub oak where you turn off, and cross the fields at the bottom of the hill, and up to Shangri-La and through the willows, down through the sandy little creek bed that's a roaring torrent when it rains, across the fields, and take down the bars up the gate, up toward the hill, through the woods to Shangri-La. Look, Noel. My gracious, there are hitchhikers everywhere. Where's he going? There's nothing up this way except the house at Shangri-La. He's got the same kind of uniform on. Blue Levi's and a khaki shirt. No hat. Noel, wait, stop! What's the matter? Listen, Noel, what if it's the same man? What? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> how, how could he? I don't know. He, he could be, but is he, is he a policeman or something? I'll take the gun. You're going to pick him up? What's the matter now? We're stuck. Ah, the, it's no good. We're stuck. Listen, um, go run up there and get that fella to come and give us a hand, will you, Madeline? But, but what if he... Tell him we'll give him a ride. Well, all right. The longer we sit here, the deeper we'll be in sand here. All right. Make it snappy. I want to get out of here. Yeah, give him a ride, all right. I think if I can get him and Madeline to push the car... Noel! Now what? Noel! Yeah, yeah, what's the matter? He's gone. What? He's gone. I, I can't find him anywhere. He was standing right here by the big rock, and there isn't a sign of him. Oh, Noel, I'm scared. Well, I was scared too. You think not? Well, try it yourself sometime. Try murdering a man in broad daylight. Try carrying away two satchels full of money with a dozen people watching you. And try racing across the countryside with a frightened woman in a fast car and three carloads of cops behind you. Get stuck in the sand 20 miles from no place. Somebody watching you and then disappearing when you go look for him. Yeah, sure. You'll be just as scared as I was. Late summer afternoon, hot and lazy, 
The smell of eucalyptus trees around you and not a sound to reach you. Not a sound, except the scrape of the shovel as you dig and dig and dig at the sand that keeps shifting under the wheels. And your wife, standing there with a gun, keeping watch for you don't know who. And the afternoon shadows growing longer and longer, and the little breeze coming up to rustle the leaves and make you think you don't know who's creeping up on you, ready to throw down a gun on you and say, Come with me, kids. Let us hang you for robbery and murder. <laughs> and you, you know all you want is to get up there to that deserted old house and stash away the satchels of money and just lie low until the rains come and a cop stays in the station house and the curtain of rain hides you as you creep out up the highway to a boat that's going to take you and the money and her away someplace they'll never, never find you. Oh, you got plenty to think about while you're digging and the shadows crawl down the hillside towards you. You wonder if you'll ever be done and if you ever get out of there. You want to try it sometime? I guess everything's got to end sometime and at least the back wheel's free and you get back in and you ease yourself out of there and it's dark now as you take that winding little old trail up between the hills that's so hard to see even in the daytime. I keep feeling that there's somebody watching us, Noel. Listen, would you keep your ideas to yourself? This is tough enough in the dark. Well, I wish you'd turn the bright lights on. And have everybody within 20 miles seeing us? You said nobody lives up here. We'll be alright without the lights. We can't get off the trail. Unless we fall down the hillside. We won't fall. Keep feeling somebody's watching us. Would you cut it out? I'm sorry, I'm... I'm scared. There's nothing to be scared of. I know. That's why. What's that? A deer. There's deer all around here. Those eyes and the, the light, they they look like... I a... know what they look like. Somebody staring at us. It was only a deer. How much farther is it, Noel? Only a little way now. You remember this turn, don't you? I don't remember anything except I'm tired and cold and hungry. No. Oh. Well, it'll give you something to remember when we're living on some nice warm island down in the South Pacific somewhere. 6,000 miles away from here. If we ever get there... What'd you say? If we ever get there... We'll get there. Noel, do you think those that hitchhiker could be a cop? Nah. Well, who was he? Some bum. Listen, that wasn't the same guy. I mean, are you crazy? Well, I don't know. He sure looked the same. Well, that's... Silly, how could he get ahead of us all the time? I was doing 75, 80 miles an hour. He was walking. Maybe. I can't hear you. I said maybe he was walking. You're crazy, Madeline. Well, maybe he had a motorcycle or something. Okay, well, how could he get past us? We'd have seen him if he passed us. Well, maybe he knows some shortcut. Oh, just cut it out. Look out! What? <laughs> it's just a snake in the road. Did you run over it? Yeah. I heard it's bad luck to kill a snake. Kill a snake, it brings rain. That's what we want. I hate to see the summer go away. Not me. Summer goodbye, and that's all that I say. And good riddance. I want rain. <sighs> I wish we'd get there. Well, it's, it's just up the slope, honey. And then we can rest. I'm worn out. Yeah, 
Me too. We've had a day. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> I sure want some coffee. No coffee. Why not? Fire. We're not going to build a fire up here. Why? Afraid of setting the grass on fire? Afraid about that sign? What sign? Sign that said no smoke and no fires beyond this point. Oh, no, no, not that. Somebody might see us. Anyway, you ever see a brush fire up here in the canyons? No. Well, you don't want to see one. Believe me. There's only this one road to get out, you see. And we drive right into the hands of the cops. But after it rains, it'll be all right. Doesn't feel much like rain now. Say, isn't this the same place? I think it's a couple hundred yards more. Um, no, no, wait, um... There's that rock, shaped like a bell. Sure, yeah, 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 that, that, that's right. <laughs> Gosh, I, uh, nearly got us lost. Well, you couldn't go much farther. The canyon is right past that house. Sure, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, looks a little different here at night. Hope nobody's up here, Noel. There isn't anybody. Don't worry. I don't know. That fella we saw... Would you please forget it, will you? Yeah. Yeah, this is good. We'll park right here. At last. You go ahead and unlock the door. I'll get the stuff out and bring it up. Flashlight's in the glove compartment. Um, you go unlock it. Scared? Well... Oh, jeez, for the love of... All right, all right, I'll start. We're all alone here. And this will be all over in a couple of days, and it's a boat to the South Pacific. Go ahead, and I'll be right behind you. All right. Watch out for snakes. I will. Noel? Noel? What's the matter? Where's that gun? Noel? Noel? What's the matter? Is there somebody... Noel, the the house, it it's gone. The house is gone, I said. The house is gone, she said. And the house was gone. I saw it three and a half months before, and it was there. Little frame cabin, three rooms, a little porch and a chimney. Big as life. I know it was there then. But in the darkness, that night, it was gone, my friend. No, 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 I checked it with the lone eucalyptus tree that stood along the porch. The tree was there. The house was gone. And there wasn't the slightest sign that the house had ever stood there. Nothing dug up, no debris of any kind, no sign there'd ever been a house there. In the dim starlight, in the middle of the night, with my wife and me looking at it, me holding a satchel full of money in one hand and a loaded cocked pistol in the other. Yeah. Top that, friend. Madeline started to cry. <laughs> well, I'll be. You took us to the wrong place. I, I, I wonder if. No, it couldn't have. I know every inch of that trail, Madeline. You, you recognize that rock that looks like the bell all by yourself. Oh, but, but Noel. Well, you did, didn't you? Didn't I what? Recognize it. Well, I, th- I thought I did, but, but where's the house? I don't know. Somebody must have torn it down, taken it away. Doesn't look as if there ever was a house here. Well, you, you can't see in the dark. This is the place, all right. This is the Shangri-La. I'm scared. Let's get out of here. Get out of here and go where, darling? 
No, no, why did, why did we do it? Oh, for the love of, would you just give me the flashlight? What's that over there? Where? Looks like somebody had a campfire here. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Noelle, let's go. This fire's old. It's old fire. The people that tore down the house probably built it to burn up rubbish. That's why we didn't find anything. What are we gonna do? Well, there's nothing else to do. Go back and sleep in the car. With those bags? With the one with the blood? The blood and the money. I won't be able to sleep a wink. You said you were so tired. I expected to sleep on a bunk in the house. Noelle, what became of it? It's been torn down, I told you. You talk as if I owned it or something. Well, I don't go for it, Noelle. Look, 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 sweetheart. We're two jumps ahead of the cops. We're loaded with two bags of money. They saw us knock off that guard. Now, now what do you want to do? Go up to a hotel in Santa Barbara? I'm sorry. I'm making a fool of myself, Noelle. Hope we don't have to stay here very long. It'll rain. Any day now. The summer's over, baby. Now come on back to the car. I wish. I wonder who it was that tore down that place. Hope it wasn't that man we saw. Cut it out. He's a million miles away from here. Well, I hope it... Noel, what was that? That was a rifle shot. You know, I wonder... The police. Get in the car, Madeline. I told you, that man... Cut it out. I don't hear anything. Maybe it was somebody out taking a pot shot at deer. I tell you, I... Get inside the car. Noel, I don't want to... You heard me. (gasps) What? Noel, look. On the hill behind you. There. The man. The hitchhiker. And there he stood, on the little slope of the hill, above and behind us. Mist was drifting over the stars, but I couldn't mistake him. Khaki shirt, blue Levi's, no hat, rifle in his hand. I shouted at him, but he didn't even look down at me. He raised his rifle and fired. Immediately, there was an answering shot from somewhere off on the hills below us. Madeline was laying alongside the car, crying. I stood there, just stood there, unable to move. He started down the hill towards us, and then a sudden flurry of shots in the distance. And like a character in an old-time silent movie, he stumbled and fell down the hill towards us. I could see the spreading stain across his khaki shirt in the starlight. I took a step toward him, and he didn't even look at me. Painfully, he drew himself up on his knee, aimed for the longest time, and fired one shot. Madeline! Madeline, I yelled. And all I could hear in the dark was her rasping breath, and when I reached her, her sweater was black with blood, and she could only gasp. I raised the pistol and aimed at the man who had murdered my wife, and I pressed the trigger once, twice, three, four times. And then I stood up again, and I saw that the bullets hit him, and he didn't even cringe. Silently, deliberately, he reached into his pocket pulled out a match and struck it, bent down to set fire to the summer dry grass. 
In half a second, the scene was as bright as day. The racing fire roared up, and I hardly had time to snatch up Madeline and hurl her into the car, start away, back where we came from. Down the twisting canyon trail, the fire pursued us. I drove faster and faster. It, it was on every side of the car. The devastating fire was leaping up at us, down through the fields, down to the sandy creek bottom, fire always at our heels. And then, just as we crossed the creek, the rain began. The blessed rain that that was to have saved us now that we'd bidden goodbye to summer. And at the corner, there, by the ranch, the police car was waiting. And Madeline was dead. I told them, under their guns, and I could see they didn't believe me. I babbled about the rain, how it had to put out the fire, how the house was gone. And they laughed. And then it was morning, and it was broad daylight. We went back up the canyon and up the twisting trail, where there was no sign of a fire, just me and the police. And when we got there in the daylight, there was the house, just as it always had been. And there hadn't been any fire. Not the night before, anyways. One of the police officers told me about it. Twenty-seven years ago, there was a fellow murdered by a couple up here in Las Virginia's canyon, he said. And he hid way up there, twenty-seven years ago, he said. A posse came out in the night and they killed him. But he managed to set the grass on fire that night. It burned up the whole countryside, you see. He was a bad, bad man, he said. Right up there. Oh, I remember him so well. A hitchhiker he was. Wore a pair of Levi's and a khaki shirt. I remember him very well, he said. And so do I. And that concludes our reincarnation of Summer Goodbye from Quiet Please and another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'd like to thank Christine McNeil for helping me bring the script back to life. And new episodes of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast can be found every Thursday on Podbean and anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram so you never miss an announcement. And leave us a review while you're at it. Tell us what you think. Hopefully we raised a hair or two. But for now, that's it for me. Dave Stishin, and the rest of us at the Reincarnated Radio Podcast, where we scared your grandpappy first. <laughs>